Will you accept this rose? Break. How is everybody doing? It is a Tuesday, November 2nd, third episode of Michelle's Bachelorette season. It's just finished airing, and Joey is here as well. Joey, how you doing? Doing great. Yeah, pretty good episode. Good. Not not, not bad. Um, I feel like once we get into like the third, fourth, this is kind of where the meat of the season starts. You know what I mean? This is when things kind of start to get good. There's a lot of dudes there, and they're getting to know each other a little bit, and I like that they're getting to know each other because when they know each other, they start to have stuff on each other, and they start to fight more, and we get more bro drama and more petty nonsense and more just just really just just terrible behavior all, all, all around, and we saw a lot of that this, uh, this, this, this episode. I was a big fan of it. Um, what do you think of Peter and Jamie are both out? I don't like that. I mean, I'm, I mean, Michelle's making obviously the right decisions because both of those guys are, are, are absolutely nuts. But in terms of a villain and somebody who's going to step in, I have no idea what we're looking at now. What are your thoughts on her axing Peter and Jamie? That kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised because I'm not exactly sure at this point where they're going to go with the villain. Um, yeah, they, they usually keep the villains around a little bit longer. So I'm not exactly sure where the drama is going to come from, but... I'm sure it's going to come from somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. This kind of thing happened with Katie season two. They kept axing the good people, the, the the good villains that I wanted to stay. Now they're kind of doing that same thing. I want one just terrible villain who's just acting absolutely wildly, and I want him to somehow establish a connection with Michelle and for that person to just stick around throughout the course of the entire season. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case, um, but I get it. How was your Halloween? Halloween was great. Yeah, it was. That's how, you know what? It's so funny about Halloween. I think it's my favorite holiday ever. Now, I think it's my favorite <laughs> Is holiday. It really? Yeah. Are you just I, saying that because we're just off of Halloween? No. Is there just recency bias? Because you're the king of recency bias. <laughs> like immediately after like Thanksgiving, you'll say that's your favorite holiday. Immediately after Christmas, that will be your new holiday. You finish watching a TV show. That's your new favorite TV show or favorite movie. The recency, that is such a true thing that I just thought of now. You are the king of recency bias. That is what you are. This is some Halloween recency bias, but you're saying this is your new favorite holiday. No, hear, hear me out. Because <laughs> okay. literally all the other holidays are overrated. Like July 4th being the number one overrated holiday. Because think about it. July 4th, it's so hyped. It's so hyped. It's never really that good. It's it's kind of fun. Like sometimes you like, right? You know, you go. You maybe you go on a boat for a little bit. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just an excuse yeah, to get together. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. It's, it's not that great. Then like other holidays, like Christmas is like it was fun as a kid, but now we're getting older. Like you exchange some gifts. It's like okay. Like Thanksgiving, you eat turkey. It's solid. But like the thing is about Thanksgiving that's so fun. It's just everyone that you know. They, they you hang out with? About Halloween, you mean? Uh, you yeah. Said, you said Thanksgiving. Oh, I meant Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what, what? you were getting super excited about Thanksgiving all of a sudden. I was like, what? 
No, about the Halloween. The thing that's super sick about Thanksgiving <laughs> is super <laughs> rad about Thanksgiving. I was kind of confused. Okay, what? No, about Halloween is everyone you hang out with gets all dressed up and is all goofy. Like you're used to like hanging out with people and like like me. Like I wear like the same gray sweatshirt every day. You're like used to that. But then when I throw on a shark costume, a shark onesie, right? That is that's completely new. Which I was going to talk about. First of all, you said you were going to go <laughs> as Ryan Gosling. You said that on the pod. You said, you know what, Funs? I'm just, I'm, I, I'm gonna go as Ryan Gosling. And I immediately said, Joey, no, you're not gonna go as Ryan Gosling. You just thought of this right now, off the cuff. This is again, you just kind of thinking, oh, maybe I could be Ryan Gosling. Did you give any thought that, to seriously being Ryan Gosling? You know what, I did. However, I got a, a haircut at Great Clips a couple weeks ago. I gave him a picture of Ryan Gosling with the full intent is going as Ryan Gosling. What I got, not Ryan Gosling. I got a bad haircut. They <laughs> chopped off all my, is it bangs, right? And all my hair in the front. Yeah, those would be, those would be bangs. Yeah, those would yes. be bang, okay. Joey doesn't know the term bangs, <laughs> I guess. Okay, yeah. Those are bangs. And it just didn't, it just didn't look great. Like, do you ever have those haircuts you get from Great Clips and you're like, ooh, not a good one. Yeah, That's what I got. Gave a photo of Gosling. You didn't give him a photo of Gosling, though, Joey. <laughs> Can I just stop you right there? You didn't give him a photo of Ryan Gosling. You had absolutely no intention of going as Ryan Gosling for Halloween. You keep talking about Ryan Gosling. There's, there's, there's absolutely nothing there. Instead, Joey probably went with the most Joey move I've ever seen in my entire life. He dresses up as a shark. He's a shark. And it is the most unconvincing shark I've ever seen in my life. It was basically a onesie. With a fin on the back. It was basically a pair of pajamas. You were basically wearing a pair of pajamas for your costume. I mean, is that accurate? It was it was basically a pair of PJs. Yeah. You no, know, I mean I mean that's that's yeah, that's very accurate. I mean, I will say it was really comfy, but I will say this. My favorite <laughs> yeah, it part comfy. it was a it was a onesie. It was literally a onesie with a hole up top. The thing is, you would not believe the amount of compliments I got on that thing. No, you did not. Oh, I did. No, here's my favorite one. You ready? Ready for this? Ready for this? So I went to a concert. I went to um, Tiesto played at the Armory. You did not. Did you wear a shark costume? Oh to yeah, the I, I wore. Concert? I wore it for three straight days. I wore it on Friday. Did you get your ass kicked for wearing <laughs> that at a Tiesto concert? Quite the opposite. I will have you know. Okay. I was at Tiesto, and like a lot of people were dressed up at at least half, if not more, and some guy came up to me, decked out from head to toe. In Joker from the Batman. Right. And, I mean, this guy put some serious time and effort into this costume. I mean, we're talking hours of makeup. I mean, we're talking, this guy probably dropped $200. He went all in. And he came up to me and he goes, taps me on the shoulder. I turned around. I'm like, what? Yeah? He's like, bro, bro, I love your costume. I absolutely love your costume. And I, I, I wanted to be respectful. I my, think you're failing to recognize and I, sarcasm. And I was like, here, I was I like, wow, sarcasm I like your me. costume, too. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy that went all in just liked my baby shark onesie. My life is now complete. No, no. There's... I did it right. I did it right. I spent $25 on HalloweenCostumes.com, <laughs> and I had a sweet costume that everyone loved. All right. All right. I'm the best. I, I, I don't know about, about any of that. <laughs> I don't believe any of that. 
I think that guy must have been sarcastic or something if he's if he's decked out and he's telling you that your costume was good. Me and Joey sang karaoke over the weekend too. The new best karaoke song, Britney Spears Lucky. That was the hit of the that is a great that is an underrated song. Me and Joey sang that song and people were I sound like you right now. People I was about to say people were loving it. I literally sound exactly like you. But that is the best karaoke song. That is, that that might be my new go-to actually. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest sleeper song I think there is. I don't even know how you thought of that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly like I'm not like a huge Britney Spears fan. I'm kind of average. Um but I don't know for some reason that just song just gets me. Yeah. And it's just a sleeper. And no, then you play it. it. I, normally I would call you out and say no it's not. That sounds terrible, but we did it and p- people absolutely loved it. So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean people thought they were like t- asking us if we rehearsed. And it was yeah, I mean that was <laughs> I mean it was just incredible. I mean, yeah. 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 And I, I will I will say too your Halloween costume as slash was probably the most realistic Halloween costume I have ever seen in my life. The Slash costume. I mean, yes. that was that was amazing. Yes. Um, our band, Bourbon Creek, I do want to mention, is playing Cowboy Jacks this weekend. So I got to give a shout out to our band. We're playing Friday and Saturday. Should I wear the Slash costume, Joey, up on stage with Bourbon Creek? 100% <laughs> Halloween is not over. <laughs> Halloween is a 365 okay. day holiday. Okay. Okay. I'm going to uh, I'm going to consider it. We'll we'll see what ends up happening, but folks, again, uh, uh November Friday, November 5th, uh Saturday no- November 6th at Cowboy Jacks. Uh come on out and uh and and check us out. Uh, maybe I'll be in a slash costume. I don't know. Dude, we'll see. I'll make a deal with you. Yeah. How about this? If you wear the slash costume, mm-hmm. I will I don't resurrect want, the baby shark onesie I don't, I don't again. want you to wear the baby shark onesie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I kind of do. Will you wear a cowboy hat with a baby I shark will onesie? Be, a, sh- I will, okay. a cowboy shark? So sometimes, yeah, I'm wedding show. I'm wedding, wedding cowboy Joe. Sometimes I'm beach cowboy Joe. Sometimes I'm just cowboy Joe. Right. But I will be baby shark cowboy Joe. Okay. If you wear the slash if I wear costume. the slash outfit, okay, okay, that's a deal. Okay, you got a deal. Okay, okay that sounds good. Okay, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna wear the okay. I'll wear I'll wear the slash costume uh, to the Bourbon Creek outfit, and then I'm gonna look out in the crowd <laughs> and see your dumbass <laughs> wearing a wearing a pair of shark pajamas with a cowboy hat on. There's nothing else I'd rather see than that. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and do that. That sounds good to me. Um. Okay, Joey, let's get into it with The Bachelorette here. Um, Yeah, like I said, I'm just kind of disappointed about the villain stuff to begin with. Like, I thought Peter was just out of his mind. I thought he was hilarious. I thought the Jamie stuff was somewhat entertaining as well. So I'm kind of bummed about this villain stuff. Like, I just want to get a solid villain. And it seems like ABC is set on making sure as long as I'm doing this podcast, I will not get a good villain. That seems to be the case here as Peter and Jamie both leave. So I'm, 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 I'm a bit bummed about that, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Here's what I'm noticing, Joey, on this episode. Again, the guys start to act a little bit more competitively once they get to know each other a little bit. They feel there's this over-the-top need to stand out on these dates, I notice. And now it becomes 
Joey, a, a, a situation where time is again of the essence and everybody is just constantly struggling for time on these dates. Everybody needs time. Nobody can get um, a, enough time. It's kind of what I've what I've come to notice in terms of the patterns of this show. And we're at the point now where they all feel the need to 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 stand out so what what were your thoughts joey in terms of the contestants and the way that they were behaving and the the fact that they were behaving a little bit more competitively and had more of a felt more of a need to kind of stand out from from one another and how normal that is based on your history and watching the show yeah i mean time is always of the essence like it's yeah there's just never enough of it on the show and you can't really blame the guys for wanting more time because from what we see, they get very, very, very little unless you're on a one-on-one date. So I, I feel like that feels about right. But another thing, and we'll probably go into it, but one thing I will notice is kissing Michelle at this point really getting you noticed, or is that just what everyone else is doing? Because I don't know. I think if she I've, kissed every guy. <laughs> I think she had a perfect run on that one date. I yeah. think she literally kissed every single guy. Right. Which I, <laughs> I, I mean, is that I not mean, normal? That the, seems normal to me. Like I wasn't that shook about that. To me, I, I, I kind of figured, okay, you're at like kind of the kissing stage. She's kind of at the kissing stage of her relationship with all these guys. How she's advanced to the kissing stage already, I don't know because she can't spend. She hasn't spent more than more than five minutes with the majority of these guys, considering she's not really getting any one-on-one time with them outside of the the tiny time that she gets on the group date. So is that not normal for her to just be kissing everybody? I mean, I would. Say I didn't this. even. I didn't even jot that down. We weren't even going to get into that. I didn't even think <laughs> it was a big deal. But apparently, the, apparently it is. Maybe. I mean, I would say this: they always, whatever lead it is, um, bachelor, bachelorette, they always kiss a lot of the the contestants. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes on the same date, multiple. That's not that much. But I mean, a perfect run. I mean, I th- I think it was every guy on that one group date. <laughs> And I guess, I, I don't know, it just becomes less significant, in my opinion, if you're kissing everyone versus like, okay, she kissed like three of the guys like on this one group date. Because then I like, you know, I'm doing my power rankings. It's easier to kind of figure it out. But I guess if the playing field is So did we just everyone, learn, did we just learn what your power rankings actually are? It's just whoever's kissing the lead is basically who gets on Joey's power rankings. <laughs> I mean, did you accidentally, did you accidentally <laughs> just slip up and just let us all know what these rankings actually are? It's a single factor of many. Okay. I'm not <laughs> going to make you go into all those factors because I don't believe there are any factors. Oh, I mean, man. Yeah. If I had to list all of the factors, yeah. I would list the laundry list and we'd be here all night. Yeah, I'm, I, I doubt that that would happen. But, <laughs> okay. but um, I will say yeah. this. I mean, also, too, like, I don't know. Like, do you think she yeah, she wants to kiss all these guys? I mean, like, like Frosted Tips guy. I don't even know his name. Frosted Tips. What's up with that? I don't even know. What's up with the Frosted Tips guys? I feel like there's like... <laughs> There's like eight guys there that have blonde that are that have blonde hair, blonde dyed hair, frosted tips. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those, and I don't frosted even know. Frosted tips got a rose. I know. Frosted I, tips got a group group date rose. I don't know which frosted tips it was because I swear there's like seven of them. <laughs> I honestly don't know that guy's name either. But honestly, yeah, I mean she's kissing. There's no way Michelle knows that like, all those frosted tips guys' names. No, she must get them all no. confused. She's like, oh, it's another frosted tip guy, but I don't know like which. <laughs> frosted tip guy it was you know what i mean yeah I mean, that's what i would be thinking i don't know yeah that's what i would be thinking yeah. yeah no i mean it is yeah i i think it is interesting there's a lot of the guys that are just still kind of just kind of in the mix um i only know at this point in the show dude i only know like five names 
normally a Katie season at this point. Like I knew an established amount of names. I know I know Nate and Joe, who are our f- Nate and Joe are going to be one and two, right? I mean, there's just no there's just no other way, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're light years ahead of the, the pack at this they, point. They really like, are. I, I would say it's literally Nate and Joe on on their own island, way up top. Every like a ton of space, like tons and tons of space. Yes. Like everybody else, then everybody else way behind. Right. No. No. I agree. So I know those two. I know Clayton. I know Rick because he scares me. <laughs> when I look at Rick, I just get. First of all, I haven't looked at Rick once without laughing. I don't know why, but when I see Rick, I just laugh. I don't know if it was because he showed up and his head was in the dinner plate, and I can't get over that, but every time I see him, he's always super stressed out about something, and he's not even involved in anything. He's, like, not involved in the drama, but he's super stressed out about it all the time. He's got weird, like, it looks like he's wearing almost eye makeup to me. I don't know why. It looks like he's he's got, like, extra long eyelashes. Do you know what I mean at all by that? Or maybe that's just me with Rick. Also, I can't get over his name. Who is named Rick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know one person in the world named Rick. Nobody's named Rick. Like you go by something else, like Richard or Rich or anything. Nobody goes by Rick. Um, thoughts on Rick? I don't know why I'm asking you about Rick, but let's just <laughs> let's get into some good Rick discussion. That's what everyone wants to hear, right? Yeah, I, I actually didn't know we were going to get a Rick segment. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't either. I'm here for it. A Rick segment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got he, he got another rose and. Uh, I don't know. The dude's just super stressed out, and I just can't take him seriously. There's always a few dudes I can't take seriously. And yeah, the thing is about Rick, that's so funny. I think he tries to be serious, but then but you can't take him serious. Right. So, like, it's like... Thank you. It's like, if yes. he was just goofy, it, w- it would make sense. It'd be like, oh, yeah, Rick, the goofy guy. But he's trying to be so serious, <laughs> yeah. and I just, like, think we can't take him seriously. No. So. <laughs> he was, like, serious when he when his head was in, in the... the salad. <laughs> his head was in the salad, but he, like, wasn't, like, joking around. He wasn't, like, being goofy. Like, his head was in a salad, and he was, like, really serious. Like, he was having, like, serious conversations with her, and his head was buried in a plate of salad. It's like, dude, what is, what is with you? So, I, I don't know. I, it's I don't, fu- it's yeah. funny because it didn't make sense then, but it all makes sense now. It kind of does make more sense now. It kind of does explain <laughs> I, I, I Rick remember, a little bit better. I remember we yeah. critiqued him for that. Like, Rick, why were you so serious when your head was in a plate of lettuce? And now it all makes sense. And now it makes sense. He's just always super serious and super stressed out and super, like, worried about everything. But at the same time, it, it feels sarcastic. <laughs> Because of the way his face looks, it's, it's I also can't so get true. over just his it, name is Rick. I hate that name. Like, it seems like he's joking, but he's super serious. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it 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 feels like I'm watching a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> <laughs> when Rick is on my TV screen, it feels like SNL, but it's not. It's real life. <laughs> that, that might be the single-handed best analogy we've ever had on the podcast. Yes, I think. It's so spot on. Yes, I think when you see Rick, it turns into a Saturday Night Live skit, for better or for worse. But at the same time, it's not, and it's real. I don't know. That's another dude whose name I know. Who else do I know? I don't know. I can't even think of any other dudes right now off the top of my head. Every time I every time I look at the screen, there's like three dudes that I swear to God I've never seen before. And most of them have frosted tips. So, <laughs> 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 all right. So we get into the Top Gun date. Um, and like I said, this is where they all kind of feel a need to stand out. Um, first of all, Joey, uh, the Bachelor gave us um, on this date. Um, the 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 folks were joined by Jay Ellis, 
and Glenn Powell. <laughs> I, I love actors, those guys. Actors Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell. Who the hell is Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell, and what are they doing on my TV screen? And that guy, um, Peter, Peter goes, oh, my God, I am in shock right now. It's Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell. And I'm thinking to myself, don't act like nobody knows who Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell are. It's not like they pulled Tom Cruise back to do the Top Gun date. You have a couple of no-namers. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I know you don't know who they are, right? Because you don't <laughs> you don't have any idea what's going on when it oh, comes I, to I love those guys. No, you those don't. Are, those guys you don't know like, who they are. Those guys are like brothers to me. I'm like brothers to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know. You have no idea um, who either one of those guys are. Like, I imagine everybody else. I don't think anybody knew who the hell Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell were and got excited about it. But Peter pretended to. I don't know. Um, they do the dates and, um, this is where Peter kind of goes a little over the top here. Um, that one dude started speaking. I mean, Peter got mad because Peter was talking when they were on that flippy thing, that thing that kept flipping them around, um, which they were all doing that. And when they were done doing that flippy thing, that's not the right way to, to, to call it. Do you know what to call it? It's like the G's thing where they were, they're it's getting like a bunch a, of G's on it. Well, I'm thinking gyroscope but is that like your i don't even i don't think that's right it's I'm, it's something gyro it's yeah i don't even know um, um but i will say this no i'm looking up what a gyroscope is because i want to see how wrong you were <laughs> <laughs> like like there's no way that that's that that's even close to right but yeah go ahead. i will say this they whatever that circular oh, you are thing you is, are you are kind of right oh wow yeah wow it is kind of a gyroscope wow i love it when i'm right wow that doesn't have the wow. All wow. right, Joey. I stand corrected. It's a gyroscope. I need to go I on guess. like who wants to be a millionaire or See, some game show. Wow. You, you're right one wow. time. He's right one time about gyroscope, and now he's talking. I need to go on who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> that show hasn't been on for like 15 years either, I don't think. Uh, um, okay. But they. I don't even know exactly what that circular thing is. Uh, though and they always they always have it they always have bachelor dates in on those every season <laughs> really at least one time like the space <laughs> like spinny thing i just keep calling it the space spinny thing i think people know what i'm talking about anyway um peter was i don't know running some game to michelle while he was on the thing i don't know what he was saying and then the other guy apparently was saying pretty much the same stuff that peter said except he did it in spanish and <laughs> that worked out really, really well for him. It was that Will guy. Um, he got completely Spanished by he, uh, Peter. Got Spanished by Will. Michelle loved it. Everybody loved it. And then they ended up fighting with the pads. And Peter lost the fight with the pads and kept and started getting really, really bitter about it. Joey, what were your thoughts on on, on Peter and just kind of his madness that he was showing during this episode? <laughs> I just thought it was ridiculous. I was kind of loving it, though. Yeah, Peter, I mean, as as like a villain, quote unquote, he didn't really give me a lot to work with. He did do some petty things, though. I mean, the the coat in the pool. I know you were loving that. The coat in the pool was solid. <laughs> and that, that that's pretty standard. That's like such a producer move. Like, Peter, go throw the go throw the coat in the pool or whatever. But yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to that because that was the worst thing. First of all, I couldn't get over the fact that Peter had his sweater tied around his neck. You remember that? He looks like a 1980s frat boy with his sweater tied around his neck. It's just and just the clothes in general on this episode, on this season of The Bachelorette, 
are just ridiculous. Martin looked ridiculous as well. He was dressed up. He kind of had like hipster clothes going on. He looked. He was one. He's one of the frosted tips guys. He just looked really weird as well. I just got a. I got beef with some of the clothes on this season. I thought Peter looked ridiculous with that sweater tied around his neck. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting so up in arms and out about it, but I. But I kind of am. Anyway, Peter throws the jacket in the pool, and what I just couldn't get over, Joey, was after Peter throws the jacket in the pool, Will started crying (laughs) he started crying about it and i'm thinking to myself dude you can just like put the jacket if you care about the jacket that much which i don't know why you have you've been the owner of this jacket now for about 30 minutes you could put it in the dryer you could do whatever you want to do but he said he was hurt beyond words is what will said this is a guy who got a rose mind you this will guy he was crying over the jacket and said he was hurt beyond words now here's my take i think that says something about will because if will is capable of crying about the fact that a jacket got tossed into the water how is he going to react when he has to deal with like actual problems like what how does he react to actual problems to me it kind of kind of said something about will i understand that you know he maybe is a sensitive guy or, or whatever it is but I thought that that was really odd that he was crying over the jacket and getting that emotional about it. Joey, what were your thoughts on on the the move to throw the jacket in the pool, which again I loved. I thought it just it was just a kind of again kind of just went back to Peter's character. It was an on-brand move for Peter to throw the jacket in the water, which I liked. All the other guys were kind of like chuckling about it. They're like, "Dude, you know how pissed Will's going to be, right?" And Peter just didn't really uh really seemed to care um yeah what were your thoughts on uh, on, on that whole situation yeah i mean and I, I knew you were loving that how petty that was it's like when yeah. you on paradise when uh mari threw the the cake exactly right the that's fire. exactly what it was like yeah <laughs> and um yeah i mean obviously it was probably producer driven if not it was very petty it was funny though and yeah i mean will crying i agree with you crying over over a ja- <laughs> over a jacket in a pool that wasn't even his jacket no no yeah that was that was pretty unreal i agree it definitely i mean he was definitely trying to play it up as much as possible to get sympathy points i don't even know if it really worked like did michelle what did, did she care like or did she even, no did she they didn't even see him crying it? no they did she didn't did see him crying no <laughs> or, they didn't talk uh, about it. they never michelle yeah, never was, as just, much yeah. as hinted about the fact that the jacket got thrown in when she came back after she talked to everybody individually on the group date she came back and will sitting there without the jacket and i thought michelle was going to say where's the jacket and then all hell was going to break loose <laughs> right there is what I hoped was going to happen. Instead, nobody said anything about it. And yeah, we, we never even learned what happened. So I assume Will was probably pulling, pulling a fake cry there. Is that possible? I don't know what, what, what a fake cry is going to get you though. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand his angle here. Yeah. And it wasn't even a fake cry in front of Michelle. It was, it was just a cry in front of the boys. Yeah. Right. Uh, No, I know. That's, that's (laughs) why it doesn't seem like there's any benefit there. If he wants to pull a fake cry in front of Michelle, for the purpose of getting some sympathy and then maybe getting a sympathy rose, questionable move, but I get the angle. You know what I mean? I understand what you're yeah, going for. I mean, for it's that. all about playing the game. I'm playing the game. Right. And that's kind of a move. You're playing, I, I think it's bad. It would be a bad move, but that's the move that he made. Here, I just can't imagine he was genuinely crying over the jacket, but 
whatever. That says a lot about, again, I just think that says something about Will, um, that, that, that he was that emotional about the jacket, but whatever. Do you know who got the group, the rose on this group date? Do you remember who got the group date rose? Um, I, It was one of the Frosted Tip guys. I can't yep. remember his name, though. Yep, it was Martin. 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 Okay. Frosted Tip Martin. Martin. He looked ridiculous on the again. I just it, it was a combination of his glasses, his multicolored shirt. He it was a very very hipster look, and I just couldn't take it seriously. He got the rose because he checked in on her, like during the date. He just kind of went up to her and said, "Hey, I just want to check in and make sure you know everything's going well." That really meant a lot to Michelle, which makes me think, why aren't the guys doing that more? Like during the group dates, why don't they kind of grab her and bring her aside more often? Not not during their one-on-one time I'm talking about. I'm talking about when they're just doing the group date and everybody's there. Why don't they go grab her more often and kind of bring her to the side and just kind of chat with her? Seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Worked, actually- out, worked out really well for Martin. Yeah, I've actually wondered this myself before. Why do they not try to pull her aside more? But if you think about it, like not all the guys can always be pulling her aside, right? Like, you, like so another thing that I noticed too, going along with that, is that's sometimes a decent card to play and it seems like she appreciated it, but it's got to be the right time and maybe even the right person because she mentioned Joe, Joe Coleman, right? She said, you have this quiet confidence and you're not always the loudest person sure. in the room. So, like, it kind of depends for different people, you know, like, because I think that even being quieter like Joe can sometimes actually be the best. Sure. Um, and to be actually not as assertive. I think Grippo kind of has some grip, similar. Exactly. Yeah, Grippo, Grippo did like the exact too. same thing that Joe is doing now. Worked beautifully for Grippo. I think it's going to work beautifully for Joe. So, yeah. yeah um, but, but you know, never you never know. But, I mean, like. Again, Blake and Katie season, he did the pull boom box at it to, you know, to comfort her in, right. a, in a hard time. So it can work. It just kind of depends. The person, the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I remember that when Blake did that, he brought the boom box over and then comforted Katie. And it was like a whole new one on one. It was like he was getting a whole one on one basically by doing that. And I was just thinking, why don't the guys do that more? But I have no idea. The truth of the matter is they're probably pretty confined by what ABC like even allows them to, to do, I would imagine. I don't know. I'm kind of speculating there. Um, Joey Rodney. Rodney was the guy who went on the one-on-one. I was hoping you could tell me what happened on the date, what you think about Rodney, um, because I basically blacked out of boredom. Um, (laughs) I was completely brain dead the entire date. I thought it was so boring. I basically blacked out. I remember absolutely nothing. I think my brain just tried to forget everything that happened on the Rodney date. What were your thoughts on Rodney? <laughs> do you so have do you have <laughs> thoughts on Rodney? It's not like he's a bad guy. He seems like a good guy, but my goodness, that was some boring television. It is so funny for anyone listening. I looked over at Fonz at like halfway through the date. And he was just staring at my wall, <laughs> just staring straight ahead, not at the TV, not at but the just TV. at the wall, yeah. not at his phone, the wall. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't even remember doing that. That was probably me in my blackout brain dead boredom state that I was in from that date. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the date. It's like first they were they were doing a taste. She was blindfolded and they were doing a taste test. And Michelle was all concerned, but all of the food that they were doing for the taste test was like 
good food. <laughs> like, it was like fries. Fries. <laughs> She's all scared about Rodney's going to give her some gross food, but all of the food is like French fries, pizza, pizza. spaghetti, hamburgers. It's like delicious food. And she's sitting there like all, all tense and nervous. It's not like a fear factor thing where some of it's good and some of it's bad. It was all good. So I didn't get that. And then there's boxes. And all of a sudden, for some reason, they're handcuffed together going through the boxes together to find a key. And now all of a sudden, Rodney's naked streaking around the hotel. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what the hell do any of these things have to do with each other, Joey? What does any of this have to do with anything? It, the date, the date. Normally, with these dates, I discover that they have a theme. There's a theme. They go rock climbing. They go out and they 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 go driving. They do something. This was just a kerfuffled cluster where they're just doing a bunch of just weird stuff and it just wasn't entertaining at all like i said i was just bored what were your thoughts on it maybe i'm in the minority here i don't know yeah i mean that was a hilarious take i agree it was kind of just a bunch of random events just like <laughs> strung together very loosely um but i will say this rodney he kind of reminds me a little bit of andrew s and the fact that he has two modes. He has goober mode. Yeah. And he has very, very serious mode. Right. And there's no in between. There's no middle ground. Like, he will go straight from goober, like, ah, ha, ha. Like, I don't know, Granny Smith, Apple, ha, ha. Right. I'm a goober. To, like, <laughs> holy smokes, I'm, I'm staring into your soul. My eyes are piercing Michelle's soul mode. You know, that is something I noticed. You did mention that while we were watching the date. You kind of snapped me out of my uh, my my vegetative state <laughs> that I was in while I was watching this date. And you said, Fonz, look at the way Rodney looks at Michelle while Michelle's talking. Look at the way Rodney listens. And the way Rodney listens is, you're right, Joey, he leans forward. His face is pretty close to Michelle's. His face is just like almost a couple feet away from Michelle. I, I swear, at, at times it was like a single foot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like, yes, it feels like he is way up in her bubble, and he opens his eyes really wide and just kind of stares at, at her. It does feel a little bit intense. I do agree with that. Um, with that being said, what are your thoughts on him as just a, a dude, you know, that you would hang out with? I, I think he seems like one of the more kind of normal, you know, kind of straight shooter kind of dudes on the show. I thought he seemed pretty cool, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. He seems like a really good guy. And I, I honestly think, like, yeah, I'd probably hang out with him and uh, maybe grab a beer with him at some point. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that one guy... I can't remember his name, but they did a one-on-one -on -one segment with another contestant. And I think he nailed it. He's like, Rodney, Rodney's a good dude, but he's just so odd. Or he's like, just, he's just so strange. Or he's a goober. He's just so goofy. Or I doubt something. he said Rodney's mm. so goobery. I yeah, doubt like, the guy on the show no, said the word goober. The no, guy was literally like, Rodney's such a goober. <laughs> all right. All right. That. He didn't say goober. I hope that happens. <laughs> if that does happen, we're going to make a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah. If anybody Huge on the show ever says goober, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but I, I think he said goofy or something to, yeah. to that effect. He's like, Rodney, he's a good guy. But he's so he's so goofy. Yeah. But 
but he's a good guy or right. something like that. Right. And, I, and I honestly think that pretty much sums it up for me, too. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, it seemed like Michelle really enjoyed the time that she spent with Rodney. Um, he seems like an all right. Uh, he seems like a good dude um, to me. I don't think we have our winner there with Rodney. I think that he is someone that's going to uh, get the axe at, at some point. But with that being said, you know. It went fine. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't really paying that much attention. I don't you, know. you know what I could see for Rodney, though? If he plays his cards right and makes it far enough, he strikes me as a guy that might be up for paradise. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, He's we'll Rod- start to Rodney see some of these bros like a in paradise. paradise. Guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I still can't really picture Rodney without the Apple outfit, too. When I see him, I just start I just start visioning him with that Apple outfit on again. I don't know why. I just I, 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 I just do. He's kind of become the Apple guy. But, yeah, I don't know. He did, he did fine. Speaking about that, I don't know if you had in your notes and you were going to immediately segue into this, but how about that Apple pun? I did not have that in my notes, <laughs> uh, but that was one of the worst Apple puns I've, I've ever heard. What did they say again? What was it that they said? Oh, a- Apple lootly. Oh yeah. Say Apple oh, yeah. lootly. Michelle, Michelle, I think started it and was like, "Would you Apple? Yeah, Apple lootly want this rose or something?" Or yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, Apple lootly do." <laughs> I I could not handle those puns. I actually kind of liked it. It was a terrible <laughs> pun. I can appreciate a really really bad pun every once in a while. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was pretty obvious they were kind of taking that that pun in 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 stride so yeah i kind of liked it absolutely it doesn't really roll off the tongue but <laughs> you know is what it is it was it was like it's it was like so bad it was good yeah yeah it, it, it kind of was i liked it um okay so we move to the second group date where they do a spoken word kind of poetic date which i thought was actually kind of cool i thought that was a little bit different i thought it would be a good opportunity for the guys to kind of open up and kind of be creative in a totally different way the only issue was i didn't really hear any of the poems that the guys read like they didn't actually like show us the poems that the guys read the only thing they really showed us here on this spoken word date was jamie saying whoops i forgot my i forgot my book or whatever whatever he said he's like oh whoops i forgot my uh forgot my poem so i'm just gonna have to kind of shoot from the heart here as soon as he said i'm gonna have to shoot for the heart I kind of closed my eyes and started cringing, just knowing it was going to be really bad. Um, and it wasn't really that bad, but it was just kind of weird. He just started telling a story. I have no idea what the story was about, but he just kind of started telling a story. Wasn't really following the rules. And to me, this is, again, an example of a guy who's really making a conscious effort to try to stand out. And in my opinion, not really standing out in a good way because the purpose is to, to 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 write a poem and to try to be creative and do things a little bit differently. And he just said, I'm going to ditch the poem and just kind of tell you a story. I don't really think it worked out for him. I thought it was kind of odd. Um, what were your thoughts on, on, on Jamie as he kind of took over as the uh, as the villain uh, of this of this day here? Yeah, I mean. Jamie, yeah, going just starting at the group date, it was it was so funny. The reaction of the guys was so hilarious. When they kept, they said they were like, "It's like I don't want to need a parable or something." They were yeah, they were like yeah, yeah. they were like what yeah. what is this? Yeah, it was very very confusing. One he, guy called him a cult leader. Oh yeah, that that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like what is this a, a motivational turned <laughs> the motivational speaker turned cult leader? Turned cult leader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was so exactly. funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, started off like that, and 
It was interesting with Jamie. I actually thought for a while he was just going to get away with it. I actually didn't know if he was going to get caught as the person. I know, me too. That that said um, all the comments about Joe. I thought he was just going to float over all of it. I thought he was just going to float right by all of those ridiculous comments that he made. Fortunately, what ended up happening, and mind you, this is before. What was up with Jamie talking to that producer? What the hell was that all about? I've never seen anything like that before. What was he doing? Yeah, I I have honestly, in all my years this of watching the, the show, sh- yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that when they're like, hey, producer, let's go talk. It's really weird. Like, they like just, that almost just like never happens. So, what he did is he, he grabbed the producer and then started talking to the producer and basically told the producer that he is clearly superior to the rest of the guys that he thought it would be a stronger group of guys that would be there he said michelle was on spring break mode and it was a bit of a turnoff to him is what he told the producer and he said if her husband was in the room would she go on full spring break mode is what she was what he said to the producer and so my thought joey is what is he hoping the producer is going to say or do in return like he grabbed the producer but what is he looking for what does he want the producer to to do like what is the best case scenario he pulls that producer aside he says i thought it would be a stronger group of guys i am clearly the best one here michelle's on spring break mode he says that to the producer what is the best case scenario for jamie there I have absolutely no idea. I don't even know what he was looking for or why he did it. It just seemed like the strangest thing in the world for him to go up to a producer and start talking about how he's superior and Michelle was on spring break mode. Whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. Um, Thoughts on what he was saying. Saying he thought it would be a stronger group of guys and that Michelle was on spring break mode. What does that mean? This is the only thing I've been trying to reason it out since we watched it about an hour ago. And the only thing I can come up with is this. I, I think that maybe he was trying to play up the villain card more to the producers in hopes of getting A, more airtime, and then B, maybe being a producer pick to be kept around. Because I think he was trying to build up his persona as the villain of the season. And I honestly thought think he thought he was going to get away with it and not be found out. So I was surprised to see him later get found out um, by by Detective Rick, of all people. But I know we'll get into that. Detective but, Rick, yeah. But yeah, but it was, yeah, I have no idea. That's the only thing I could even remotely think was his game plan there because it did seem super random. And wow, was he probably cringing and was Michelle probably really cringing watching that After back. After watching that back. Tonight. Um, that's actually not a bad thought. Joey, that's actually not a bad thought, is that he did that thinking, hey, I could be, I'm going to be the villain. I'm kind of establishing myself as the villain. I'm going to go even above and beyond and be even more villain-like when I'm talking to the producers in hopes that the producers will like it and think, hey, let's keep him on as the villain. Not a terrible thought. Um, It it seems like a far, it, it seems like a long shot to think that that would actually work. But who knows with this Jamie guy? I mean, he's been all over the place. And, and yeah, you're right. Michelle tells Rick when they were talking that it was Jamie who said the thing about the guys questioning Michelle's character and the guys questioning her integrity because she may have known Joan bef- Joe beforehand and the fact that Jamie said that somebody from Minneapolis saw Michelle with a light-skinned dude. Um, 
as soon as Michelle said Jamie's name to Rick, I, we were both so happy. We were both so happy to see the justice that was inevitably going to be served up. And, and, and Jamie had absolutely nothing. I mean, what could you possibly have? But he, he didn't have anything. The only thing that he said is that it was more of an open speculation is what he said. And he was kind of doing it to be preventative. And he also said that he was concerned for the viewers at home. You remember that? Jamie said one of the things he was concerned about were some of these episodes airing and the viewers potentially being confused about it and him wanting to kind of nip that in the bud so that they didn't have to worry about what the viewers might think. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous for him to even think to go that route and start talking about the episodes that are going to be aired. Um, the dude had no, absolutely nothing. The truth of the matter is he questioned... Michelle's character, um, he lied to her. He made the other guys look like they were questioning her character when it's been him all along. He talked about seeing her with a light-skinned dude. Michelle brought that up to everybody because Michelle was under the impression that people were talking about that, but nobody was. This Jamie guy... Like I said, I wanted to I, I kind of wanted to see him stay on the show because I did think it was pretty entertaining drama. I did kind of like the direction of the the drama here and just kind of how out of control Jamie was behaving. But at the same time, I'm a bit relieved to see him go because he just got on my nerves and he was annoying. What were your thoughts, Joey, on Michelle um Telling Detective Rick that it was indeed Jamie um, who said the stuff about Joe and then that entire fallout. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The moment that Michelle said that, we both know justice was served. Exactly. In that moment, justice was served. And I agree with you that I think Jamie provided good entertainment on TV and I think he slightly was headed for the Luke P trajectory, like a little bit, but in the end, no one really is as good as as good at being bad as Luke P. And I don't think he, yeah, in the end, I mean, he, yeah, he, she knew he should have known from the minute he ever said anything to Michelle, it was gonna come around. It always comes out. It always does. Um, and the thing is, like, I, I think Michelle kind of probably pretty intentionally told Rick because. She she knew that it needed to surface as well so that she could get to the bottom of it. Right. Because she admitted she still didn't feel great about Jamie even before um, she she told that to Rick. She said there were some red flags. <laughs> she said there were some red yeah. flags. And we could totally tell when they had their one-on-one -on -one time on the group date, you could just tell. I know specifically I was cringing so hard because the kiss seemed so <laughs> forced. Joey was making oh, me laugh man. so much. When he was talking about Joey hated that kiss more than anything. When uh, Jamie went to kiss Michelle on the group date, Joey's cringing right now. Like as we sit right now, he's literally cringing and holding his head right now because he can't handle thinking about it. He was cringing so hard and it was, it was, it, it, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Like I say, Joey cringes a lot at stuff and he cringes when he watches this show a lot. Uh, and he didn't hold back there. So yeah, um, rest in peace to Jamie, um, rest in peace to Peter, hoping that we see a real solid villain emerge here. I don't know who's going to emerge, but I kind of wanted, like I said, like one guy that was kind of going to be there season long that we could analyze. 
Um, I feel like Jamie would have been a good guy, but like I say, at the same time, I'm kind of relieved to see the guy, the guy go because he just kind of annoyed me at the same time. I wasn't always super happy to see him on screen because I thought he was just kind of kind of annoying as well. So I don't know. Joey, are you ready for the power rankings? Um, before we actually jump into the power rankings, one more one more note here. So yeah. I think we may hopefully be getting another villain. Um, well, they have to put someone, yeah, right? Yeah, they have to yeah. use somebody. And it looks like, thank goodness, they're not going to bring any more guys on. Fingers crossed. We haven't seen it yet. ABC, please don't do it. Oh, they're not going to bring a, another please bus full of dudes? Don't bring bus another full bus full of guys. Dudes. Please, please, ABC, don't do it. <laughs> well, I can't handle that. No, I, I didn't Oof. even think about that. Yeah. But it looks like we're going to get potentially another villain from Chris S. Just based on the preview. Who? I, I don't even know. I had to just look it up. Um, well, he's a commodities broker from West Hollywood, California. We know nothing about Let this guy. Let me see him. Let me see his face. Yeah, this white. Do you know this guy at all? Yeah, I think I've seen him. He's got no airtime. He's got an absolutely they're gonna, they're gonna no airtime. They're going to start putting Chris S. on my screen? He's going to start getting airtime? We're about to get Chris S. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. They showed him doing villain stuff. Yeah, they showed him doing some villainy type things. Because <laughs> if not him, who? I mean, I don't even know don't who know. it is. But you know what? Romeo. I, R- Romeo. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo. Maybe it will be Romeo. But I will say this. <laughs> He's like the least likely. I know, I know. Villain. He's probably just going to be like writing poems. He said he, he said he wanted to be <laughs> Spock and be a robot. Oh, He's, my gosh. He must have some kind of like a, a little bit of nerd vibe uh, about about him. You know, he must be kind of nerdy about that stuff. I like that. I, I like it when guys kind of open up and be nerdy about stuff that they really like. Yeah, he said he wanted to be Spock and he wanted to be a robot <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I totally forgot yeah. about the Spock edit. Yeah, yeah. That Romeo. Was... I like Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. He's yeah. good. I like him. I like him. There's yeah. a guy I like. There's a guy whose name I know and I like him. There you go. Romeo. Yeah, Romeo. Romeo is solid. He he might actually um he might make it uh, pretty far actually. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we get a new villain. I don't know if I would say hopefully it's Chris S, but I don't know Chris S. So who knows? Hopefully it's hopefully it's good. Uh, no idea. Uh if it's Chris S, it's probably gonna be bad. But <laughs> <laughs> if they're if they're if they're if they're digging all the way down to Chris S to find their next villain, it can't be great. But we're uh, gonna we're gonna see what happens. All um, right, is all that right. power rankings? Yeah, let's roll the power rankings. <laughs> right. It is now time for Joey's power rankings. This is the power rankings um, this kind episode? of for, for this episode. The most confusing part of our show every time. Because I swear it changes every time. Joey makes his picks and nobody knows what the hell they actually mean. Um, It's kind of based off the season. So, Abigail. It's kind of based off the season. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the newest installment of Joey's Power Rankings. These are actually your top five best of the season so far. Kind of. What the hell are these, Halfway? And there is Joey's Power Rankings song. Joey, go ahead and explain the Power Rankings. The power rankings are who I think is going to go far slash win the show based off what we've seen in this episode and the other episodes that have already aired. Okay, so it's who you think is going to win the show in order. In, In order based off what we've seen so far. How many times do I have to tell you this? You don't have to say based on what we've seen. We know it's based on what you've seen. Even if you're going to predict the future, 
You can't predict the future on anything else based on the present, based on what you've already been shown. So you never have to say that. <laughs> I, I just we're four seasons into this into this podcast. I just want to reiterate that one more time. I know it's not going to get through, but I just have to say that one more time. Okay, your top five people to win based on what we've seen so far. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because what I mean is like, okay. I, <laughs> yes, mean, I, mean, I was hoping you were going to explain mean, it further. I mean, <laughs> co- collectively, not just this. So not just this episode, but all the episodes this season. Right, right. This is, these aren't just the best people from this episode. No, this is the no. top five people to win based on the three episodes we've seen. Correct. However, remember recency bias. So like, it is pretty biased <laughs> exactly. based off just this episode. Exactly, exactly. That's where the recency bias comes in in a, in a big way, um, is, is people who may have done well on this episode seem to get um, put higher for no other reason other than they were they're more fresh in Joey's mind. Right. So, okay, let's go ahead. Let's. That was a really <laughs> kerfuffled explanation. <laughs> we really got nowhere. That, that's okay. Uh, number five. Romeo, oh, Romeo. Where Romeo, Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. Uh, all right. I like how you're throwing on the accent. Yeah. Romeo. Romeo. Wow, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to listen back and see if that was actually <laughs> good. I was going to ask you to do it again, but please don't. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I like Romeo. I think he seems like a good guy. I, I, he's not getting a lot of airtime, but he just he seems like one of those really level-headed kind of guys like Clayton kind of strikes me that same way Clayton's kind of one of those just level-headed kind of straight shooter doesn't really get involved in the drama type guys that's kind of how I see Romeo he seems like a good guy I like the fact that he was like I've always wanted to be like Spock I've wanted to be I like when people nerd out on the show they get nerdy about the things they love um, especially if it's things that are kind of untraditionally that are like not traditionally cool things like star trek and like actual kind of nerdy stuff like that i love that stuff so yeah romeo good pick at number five i'm with you man yeah yeah i agree um i don't we don't really know too much about him now but seems like a good guy so i don't know i'm throwing him a flyer at this point um yeah i don't know throw him at number five all right cool number four this one might be getting a little bit recency bias but i'm gonna go raymond who Raymond, the guy on the one-on-one date. Is that his name? Did I mess that up? His name's not Raymond, is it? I, I think so. No, it's not. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me look at his name. Oh. His name was Rodney. Oh, Rodney. What'd you say? <laughs> Raymond. Raymond? <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> you were so confident he wrote down Raymond at number four. No, it's not Raymond. It's Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. I was super confident going yeah. into that take with my like, recency who? bias. Right. Oh, man. Okay, so Rodney, <laughs> you got a number four. We kind of already talked about him. Yeah, so we, we don't, don't need to go dig into him too, too much in a detail with Rodney. Much. I think we both. With, with Rodney. With, Ray, with Rodney. Wow. Rodney. Rodney. Oh. Not Raymond. Rodney. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think we both kind of mutually said that we, um, we thought he seemed like a nice guy. We were both a little bit bored by the date, but that's not necessarily Rodney's fault. I just think it's the date was just a mess, and it was just kind of, kind of unwatchable. Um, Rodney seems like a cool guy. I don't know. I don't got much to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. He seems like a likable guy. Uh, do I think he's Michelle's soulmate? Absolutely not. But he seems like a good dude. 
think he'll go pretty far. Hopefully he ends up with some Instagram followers. Then maybe he'll end up on Paradise. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who who the hell knows? Number three. Number three, um, going with Clayton. I, I mean, he didn't get that much air time, but he just he's he's just a solid th- like three right now. Yeah. Like he's he's not he's not one or two. He's not he's, he's not, not in the like Joe eight. Nate sphere yet. He's not in the Joe Nate. Oh sphere. no no no! Not even no, close. No, that's kind of a whole different ball game. I would agree with that. We do have a clear one and two. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I I just said that about Clayton. I just think he's kind of another one of those level-headed guys. He's like somebody that's very clearly not going to be a villain, you know, in my mind. Um, so, yeah, good pick with Clayton. It's yeah, it's like, are you in fantasy football right now? Yeah. So I'm pretty plugged into fantasy football. Are you? Is your team good this year? Eh, ro- very rocky. Yeah. I I lost my first two that I won four in a row, and now I've lost two in a row again. Oh, really? So I'm four and four. I don't yeah, know. my team's not doing doing too good, but I'm trying to stay plugged into it anyway. You yeah, know, it gives you some. It gives you something to root for. So yeah, I do. Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So here's my analogy for Clayton. It's like you're fancy playing fantasy football. He's he's like one of those guys that'd be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing he's doing pretty good this year. I wouldn't I wouldn't throw him in on one of your first two slots, but I'd I'd probably consider him a good flex option for number three. <laughs> Are you just saying that because he's number three on your power rankings? No, I'm just saying like like he you know, he might be like a decent decent three. Like okay. you know, wide receiver three. Like he's like <laughs> Yeah, because he is number three yeah, he's number on three. your power rankings. Okay. On my power rankings. Okay, okay, good enough. But, you know, but you, you know what I mean? Like yes. like, like yes. Joe and Nate, those sure. would be like your your top dogs, like Boom! We're throwing them in like right. every week. Those are our big players. Those are the heavy hitters. And then it's like it's like Clayton. Like who knows? Maybe he'll end up doing something one week that's pretty good. Maybe he won't. <laughs> but he's like a pretty. You have no other guys to, to put in his number three anyway. So yeah, you might as well chuck him in as your okay. He's throw, your flex throw him option. In your lineup he's your, your flex, flex option. Flex yeah. option. <laughs> okay. Nice analogy. Thank you for that analogy. That cleared things up. Uh, <laughs> number uh, number two. Uh, this is going to come as to absolutely no surprise. Sure. We're talking about him. Uh, I'm going Joe, number two. Okay. Honestly, I don't even really know where to go with Joe and Nate as one and two at this point. Yeah, you got, you got Nate number one then? Yeah, yeah. Nate number one. Um, we've said it a lot. By far the front runners, not even close. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the season progresses, even in competition between those two. Because like I said, I, I have no idea who's in front of the other one. It's pretty even, I think between them at this point. Um, I had Nate as number one. For some reason, he strikes me as slightly ahead. But I don't know. I really hope some more guys I agree that Nate, Nate is number one. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's, again, just kind of the way Michelle looks at Nate. I think it's just a little bit different. Again, I just, I just, I, I think I can kind of read it a bit in Michelle's body language. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. And I think I'm convincing myself that I'm picking up on something that's not really there. But again, I, I, I do think that there's something there. Remember when they kind of ran away together too? That was kind of, I think, kind of shows that their connection is kind of on a different sort of level than everybody else's. And yeah, I think that Nate would be my number one as well. And then Joe would be number two. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just about to bring that up because that was Michelle's idea, if you remember. Oh, really? I I, I believe so. I'd have to double check, but I think that was her idea. Well, even if it even if it was Nate's idea, it was Michelle's idea to kind of actually take it seriously and actually go kind of run away. She was the one who said, hey, I'm actually taking off my shoes, you know. So, yeah, I would say she initiated that. Yeah. Or initiated making that an actual thing more than just 
kind of a, a, a cute little thing that they would talk about. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that was, yeah, like something that she wanted to do. And I think that kind of spoke volumes almost as like an action speak louder than words even type of deal where yeah. she yeah i agree she was like this is something i want to do and boy not to sidetrack but could you imagine being those camera guys like get on your horse like you're chasing after these guys now um oh yeah yeah i i, yeah. I noticed yeah the camera was all <laughs> shaky and stuff because they were obviously running uh, the camera guys are like come on like don't run yeah like, like, the camera <laughs> guys are like i don't run I, i'm a camera guy okay i don't run <laughs> i don't chase people this isn't what i do just stay still don't do all this but yeah, they went running, and the camera guy went chasing them, and yeah, it was kind of a kind of a mess there with the camera. But yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that he she does at this point look at Nate a little bit differently than I think even Joe. But I think she's still mystified by Joe. I think yeah. he has the mysterious aura around him. And it's kind of driving her a little nuts, I think. You can tell she wants to know more. Right. So just like our boy Grippo, I think she's mystified by him and intrigued. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it, how it ends up playing out. But I think that it seems like Joe, she even said, oh, I, I like that you're more, you're, you know, you're quiet. Um, but I think we're going to need a little bit more from Joe at some point. Like Nate, I think, has already come out of his shell more and Joe at some point is going to have to be a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think I see a big one on one in Joe's future, and that will probably determine, um, you know, whether or not he does kind of move ahead of Nate or not. But I don't see any way that those aren't the the, the, the top two. Um, are, are going to end up the top two, at least based on what we've seen. So um, I wanted to mention one more thing, Joey. Ty paid me the 20 bucks. <laughs> Ty, Ty did Venmo me the 20 bucks. As soon as he heard it, he Venmoed me the 20 bucks. So thank you, Ty, for Venmoing the, the Venmoing the, the 20 bucks. I see you're taking your phone out now. I imagine you're going directly to Venmo to Venmo me the other 20 bucks. Is that, is that what's happening here? Uh, yeah. I Yeah. Is that what it is? His $20 outstanding? Uh, yes. You owe me 20 bucks <laughs> as well because Ty owed you $20. But he ended up just Venmoing it directly to me. Yeah, and then that, you no, Venmoed me the twenty. No, that's it was perfect. A that was, that's thing. the plan. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, go ahead and Venmo me the twenty bucks. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, uh, Joey, very, very well done. Uh, we are gonna go ahead and wrap up with that. So everybody have a good rest of your day, and we will see you guys next week. All right, uh, Venmo sent. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. <laughs> um, and yeah, you should be paid up now. <laughs> right, good. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see you next time. Tried to blast me Saw the police and they rolled right past me 